Uh, welcome back to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We're a drinking podcast with a comic book problem. Shake the shit out of it. That's for a whole other different podcast, but uh, yes, yeah, we could get into the sports ball on that one quite a bit, but yeah, it's it's wild. Sports ball, sports ball. Hey, and welcome to another sports. episode of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. Go sports. We are on our second week of uh, doing the swamp thing. Uh, uh, I was gonna say doing the swamp thing thing, but this is just the swamp thing. Uh, it's the, what is the, the swamp, swamp thing thing, uh, uh, by Alan Moore. Thang, thang. Yeah, this is gonna be issues 28 through 33 plus a good old helping of the Swamp Thing Annual number 2 from 1985. So September 1984 to February 1985, that's what we're reading right now. Uh, that's later than I thought it was. I thought it was earlier 80s, but that makes sense. Um, so we have with us our normal batch. We have Lena, who is along for the yeah. ride. We have Todd, yeah. who yep. is looking, staring intently at his computer screen. Uh, just, I don't, I don't know, like very intent. Uh, we have Adam, who sort of giving me some puppy dog eyes and hi, I'm Brian. Um, anyway, so we are on the <laughs> rebooting brain, you know, taking foot out of mouth. Uh, so yeah, so basically what we have going on here in this book, uh, in the quick version of it, is uh, Swamp Thing's buddy... Fuck, what is his name? Um, Arcane is his last Abby? name. Well, it's it's Abby's husband. Dies Matt. at the end of the last book. Yeah, Matt. He ends up basically becoming a living zombie run by bugs uh, at one point in time. Yeah. Some real good gothic horror stuff. At some point in time, uh-huh. Abby dies and goes to hell, and Swamp Thing has to go to hell to bring her back. And uh, it by ends the up- Orpheus, sorry. Yeah. What? Orpheus, the Greek yeah. myth of Orpheus. Exactly. Yeah. How I, to retrieve. Yeah. I, I was going to bring that up. It is like it follows the Orpheus storyline almost to a T. Uh, so uh, there is that as well. And uh, then we end with a little love story between a woman and her garden. Uh, Mr. Adam, what is our cocktail for this week? So the drink trust B is called To Hell and Back. Uh, mm-hmm. You're going to take a ice filled shaker. You're going to add two ounces of tequila, two teaspoons each of lime juice and lemon juice. You shake the shit out of it. You strain into a glass filled with crushed ice. And then you're going to take a spoon and you're going to go ahead and pour a teaspoon of cherry brandy on the top of it to kind of do like a little layer. And then you're going to garnish with a lemon and lime crust. Cool. Sounds delicious. Yeah, I do. I've never had cherry brandy, but I think I I, I do want to try that. Just if anything, just for this drink. So I uh, I used to drink brandy with an old British actress after shows all the time uh, when I was in Vermont. It was very, very strange. Uh, okay. So, um, Todd, what is your drinking game rule for this week? I want to take what Alan Moore was taking when he wrote this. <laughs> okay. Because there's some trippy-ass shit, man. Yeah. So every time you're like, wow, that's trippy, take a drink. Okay. Uh, I will try to get to there. Yes. I want uh, to go to there. I want to go to there. Uh, I am going to go with uh, uh, Dead Man Walking. Every time there is a mm. uh, a reference to dead people or death, uh, take a drink. Mr. Adam. Dead Man is in this book. He is, actually. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what's really funny is my drink game actually is into both of yours. It's called Ew, David. Uh, it's basically trying to see something... <laughs> <laughs> That's gross. I realized that was good, but that literally made me crack the fuck up. <laughs> That's actually what I was looking up. I wanted to make sure I said it right. Uh, so, anytime you see something really gross or disgusting or disturbing, like you know, like the the dead guy rotting or the what's his name in hell covered in flies or just uh-huh. grossness overall, uh, ew, David, take a drink. Nice. 
and Lena's drinking game rule is probably whenever you get confused as fuck, take a drink. It's like you know me or something. I know. Ryan. It's like I've done a couple I, of these you know, I've done this you. before. Yeah, or something. Like, Who if knows? you ask yourself, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Take a drink. But yeah. in reality, that should be my drinking game for the show. I think that should be a drinking game for life in general, really. <laughs> <laughs> also, <laughs> say, I have what? no idea what's happening. You should drink. Small sips, obviously, because yeah. I say it in almost every episode. So there yeah. you go. How'd you mention the. Uh, but the 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 the, tr- the Orpheus uh, storyline, which uh, prominently is well, I guess before then, before then we have yeah. a nice little very uh, gothic horror section of uh, the real estate. Bury people. me bones. Yeah, the real estate from hell. Bury me bones. All sorts of stuff that yeah. way. Um, I I will say this, and and Adam, I know you you had thoughts. The Sean McManus art, which he does the first issue of this book, and then he does the Pog thing. Taking the Pog thing out of it, I kind of like his art style. Like I like the cartoony look of it just as it breaks up um the rest of these books and i know i'm probably in the uh in the minority about that because uh, adam you'd mentioned that sort of bugged you so i was I want to get your take on that art uh so here, here's the thing it was so funny because as i was reading this i uh it wasn't really so much the art that bugged me but it just got to the point where i'm like this is like a one-off it doesn't have anything to do with it so it kind of reminded me when we all got to the end of battle pug because again this is like reading both books back to back right kind of like occasionally skimming and seeing oh this is pretty art so the art didn't bother me i thought the art was kind of fun it almost for a second there i was like wait did i start reading the power ranger novel like what's going on here it's all it's all weird and strange uh but that was one i i, I don't know if i could weigh in on too much because i wasn't paying as much attention and i'll be completely blunt about that like i was like mm-hmm. this is this has nothing to do with the story like why is this here kind of thing uh it was still interesting and it was kind of funny to think about these creatures coming to earth but uh, i did enjoy the art the art was kind of cool to watch and it was interesting to have that kind of break from what we're used to especially from the gothic horror stuff like we said going to hell and back so in a sense it was kind of nice to have it as like a palette cleanser right the art was sure. the art was cute and cool I, I had no problem with that but uh was that from the annual when they put that one in there or was that from something else what the this first one the, the cutie art no the, the first the, issue yeah. is burying the bones yeah it's burying the bones that it's sort of no, like the, this the cutie i will art. say page 16 of that issue though you look at the bottom of it and swamp thing looks like harry from harry and the hendersons oh there's a couple times he looks like it from there uh um, yeah you're like how you doing, Harry? And it's more like him and Abby Arcane looks really cartoony at one point in time. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's it's kind of cute. Like, I don't know. Like, Which I just, page are you want again? There is, is a cuteness to it. Um, Like, if you're looking at the Cardbound Saga of the Swamp Thing book, like page 20 um, has some art that looks like Oh, I'm like thinking that. something different. I'm thinking of the weird thing towards the end. Are you thinking about the, the pog creatures, the little aliens? The pog creatures, yeah. yeah same artist. Different. That's the same artist. So, okay. Um, I like I like their art style in the first book, uh, for sure. Um, Less so in the second one. Well, and see, I think it's, it, in a sense, it is, like you said, it's the cuter, kind of like, big eyes. Uh, like, and yeah, it's very much thing. Disney eye kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Swamp Thing's very much more, you can see his emotions from his face. It's not like this faceless little monster like there's one where you could tell he's obviously like frowning or like got like the what the fuck look on his face and i actually mm-hmm. enjoyed that a lot i don't know if it fully fit in with the themes later on like if you go to at least on digital well, it's page 40 uh on there because uh, the digital one's cool because the digital one has the page number for the digital book you're reading and also i think from the original so book uh, page 40 is just a picture of swamp thing with like some cattails around him and stuff and we're kind of coming to grips about the fact that hey, you can still call me Alec, you know, even though I'm not Alec, it this and that. Here. 
Right. And I love that art style. The way it looks in there is like fantastic. So I think I prefer this traditional art style better. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it was interesting to see kind of the juxtaposition between, again, this cutesier art style and still a very, very deep and disturbing type story. Because that first, the first book is about his kind of coming to grips with who he is and what happened. And, you know, even though it was, it was symbolic and literal as far as burying the body of Alec, uh, of Alec was like the, his burying the, his mental state as far as like getting over what had happened to him and realizing who he truly was. So it was again, figurative and literal in the same sense. Uh, and I, I did enjoy the art style a lot. I still think I enjoy the traditional one better, but it was an interesting take on kind of, like I said, juxtaposing the almost comedic looking stuff with such a serious, serious discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the dripping gothic horror style. Yeah. And yeah. then it goes back to like all the weird, creepy stuff, which is where the ew David thing comes from. So. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So that, the weird, creepy stuff that, uh, that is where we get to like a very classic, like Southern Gothic kind of thing. And they even buy like an old mansion. The whole thing's taking place in Louisiana. Um, and, yeah. uh, you know, there's a bunch of creatures that have been dead that are now being sort of, they're being kept alive by bugs that have invaded their body and are keeping them going kind of thing, I guess. Well, it's almost like a men in blackish, you know, where yeah. it's, they're skin suits. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So you have a bit of that going on. Uh, Edgar suit. Edgar. In Edgar suit. Sugar. Edgar. In water. Um, Sugar and water. <laughs> More Vincent D'Onofrio is such an amazing actor, by the way. Like, yeah, people mm-hmm. he dropped out of uh Law and Order Criminal Intent, I think, was in because it got too much for him because he was like way too invested in the role. From my understanding, that's why, yeah, that, that wouldn't surprise the episodes. Yeah, uh, he is, and, and he is the kingpin. Uh, yeah, for you sure. say who you think, yeah. like, he is. So, you have Abby's husband and says, Hey, I bought it, I've got three surprises for you. Yeah. Actually, he's got house. four. The fourth one is he's dead. Uh, but that's yeah, right. Bought a house, got a job. Oh, by the um, way, I'm dead. I'm dead. He's only mostly dead, though, because he's really much he's, more just haunted. And right, he's mostly dead, and the people he works with are all creepy and gross at the same time, and everything smells bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then she screams as that thing ends, and Swamp Thing goes, hey, what's going on here? And he's like, I'm Arcane. And he's like, yeah, I'm over Fuck. this. And he's like, <laughs> Fuck. He's like, we're going to fight. He's like, no, we're not. Yeah. He's like, well, I've got Abby. And he's like, fuck. And he goes to see Abby. He's like, I've sent her to hell. She's already dead. That's why I can laugh and talk to you. Mm-hmm. And hence the story of, all right. So they go back and they fight. They defeat him. Matt is able to reemerge after Arcana's super weekend. He's able to heal Abby's body, but he cannot retrieve her soul. So you've got this living, breathing body with no soul in it. So it's like she's in a coma. And he's like, well, sounds like I'm going to hell. And proceeds to like i think i know the way yeah right and things and he just starts walking and yeah starts walking like you do like you do he meets up with dead man who was a big character in the 80s for dc at the time yeah this is a huge crossover so people look like who the fuck is dead man dead man is was huge character going on (laughs) yeah this is the part i thought we were gonna uh, like come across people from sandman like i really yeah like i would not have been surprised one little second and i was expecting it almost to be like oh and here's dream and here's the death or here's this person or no yeah we come across dead man and then we meet up with the specter and uh, who is 
like not quite the one above all, but just about. So mm-hmm. and the specter is like the embodiment of God in its own way. Yeah. And then um, he goes on and he goes, oh, look, there's Etrigan again at the gates of hell. And he's like, how do I get in? He's like, you need to give me something. I want a flower from your soup. All right. Mm-hmm. You get one from mine too. You get a wear. Here we go. And um, yeah, it's creepy. And they just talked about how hell's created. It's like, did God create this? He's like, no, you guys did, you dumb fucks. Yeah. That's that's pretty much our reading. And you're like, Alan, you're being so good about this. Well, there's also the thing of like, it, he, he has to enter hell by himself because you have to be alone to enter hell. Otherwise, what would be the point of hell? Um, right. Like there's some interesting that things line. that way. Yeah, there's some interesting stuff there as well. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, story-wise, this one isn't necessarily as profound, like isn't necessarily as story-driven, but the ideas are very interesting in this book. Sure. Swamp um, Thing goes to hell to retrieve Abby. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But that, the that, yeah. yeah, but the the, the thoughts of, of good versus evil versus life versus death, um, mm-hmm. and then uh, sort of the, the budding romance. That's sort of like the, the big crux of, of this particular collection right. of stories. I do like the fact and that now the husband's to, out of the way. Yes. yes. Opening up, you know, the uh, the room for uh, for Abby and uh, Swamp Thing to uh, start a life together. Mm-hmm. I do like the fact that when they were trying to get past Spectre, he's like, "Why should I let you in?" And what's his name's being a smartass, and he was just kind of like, "I like you. You can go." <laughs> that was yeah. just. And, what about Jimmy Corrigan? And you're like, oh, fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and actually, it was, it was, I almost named our drink uh, Dante's Inferno because this was very reminiscent of going down to the levels of hell and yeah. Yeah. passing these different gatekeepers and stuff. And uh, it was interesting, too, because I've been finishing up the, the final season of Lucifer just dropped mm-hmm. uh, that Netflix sure. picked up. And they, it was ended, and they're like, oh, we got like a half a season more to tell. Uh, and what was interesting was that the idea of hell in this book is very much like the idea of hell in uh, Lucifer. So you haven't watched the TV show is that hell is you only go to hell if you're tormented by guilt. So if you have guilt on you, that's why you sink down to hell and you get stuck in what are called hell loops. It's like a moment in your life where something that you're guilty about or something that's tormented you in life continues to torment you in hell. So really it is your own making. You can leave anytime you want, as long as you get rid of that guilt and you can get over what happened. So it was, mm-hmm. again, going back to the same man thing because lucifer came from the sandman series i was fully expecting them to show up so mm-hmm. so yeah there's a lot of a lot of interplay into this there's i mean it also feels like you might find some constantine at some point in time in this one who would cross over between both those stories as well yeah well, Constantine originated from this, so he was an Alan Moore creation. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. So oh, he gets his own show, but it's like, oh, what about Constantine? It's like, Alan Moore created Constantine. Oh, okay. That's interesting. And, I didn't realize and, that. And Swamp Thing, right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, so he took over Swamp Thing and did some other side creations, but yeah, Constantine's up. You can thank Alan Moore for that one. Interesting. I mean, not necessarily thank him for the uh, 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 the first movie they did of Constantine, which the was the Keanu Reeves movie. Yeah, that's a great movie. It's okay. Oh, it's not really like that movie. It's okay. I don't know. Actually, I, is like, I would love to do another one. The video game based on that movie is a fantastic game. It's actually probably the best movie to video game adaptation ever made. Yeah. And sadly, it's only on PS2 and no one will ever play it but me. So, uh, And I do like the Lucifer in that movie as well. I think mm-hmm. that's a great interpretation. Yeah. I like him better than Al Pacino. <laughs> that was the first time I ever saw Tilda Swinton when she plays Gabriel. Oh, oh yeah. 
Yeah. And that was the, I think that, that may have been one of her more breakout roles. Cause I'd never heard of her before that. And then all of a sudden she's everywhere. So, which mm-hmm. I support because she's amazing. Yeah. I want right. to be her friend. Uh, but huh. I didn't know that he oh. made Constantine. That's interesting. Not shocked. Yeah. But interesting. Yeah. Uh, cool. I, mean, I don't know. I don't have a whole lot more to add on this one. Is anybody else? Well, there's the pog episode. So what's the pog issue? And then I want to talk about on. the, the, uh, issue after that when we're done with pog. Right. But there's so. pog, which seems out of left field. It is much of palate cleanser, right? <laughs> It's it's that it's a placeholder, I think, between storylines. I think it's having yeah, guest artists come in, you know, uh-huh. when you're trying to do some other stuff. So describe this pog issue to Lena. Because I'm thinking about like, this thing what? where like, you have the little bottle caps and you smash plastic onto them and mm-hmm. oh a different different pog. Basically, different pog. it's these little alien creatures that sort of look like lemmings or like the nerds cartoon from the nerds candy, like those little image things. They look or like those turtles guys. not in a shell. Kind of turtles not in a shell. They're these little creatures called pogs. They're aliens that come down to investigate basically the human experience and then a burning into swamp thing. That's mm-hmm. basically it. Right. It's kind of bizarre. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's not overly profound. Like I, that's the thing is I like the artist style earlier on in, um, in the other stuff that they did, but that particular issue is not necessarily my favorite. So, all right. But no, that was when I started skimming. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't blame sure. you. Okay. Adam, but you have, have the... thoughts. Yeah. Do thoughts on the next one. Well, it, it, it's also, well, it's, it's kind of thoughts. So I love the fact that she's asleep. Uh, what's her name again? I, I Abby. her name. Abby, Abby she's Arcan. asleep and she goes to this realm where it's like, you've got these two guys. One's they're both kind of creepy looking, but the one with the button chops is really creepy. And like, you can visit two houses. Do you want to go to a house of mystery or a house of secrets? And so she's like, Hey, I'm going to go to the house of secrets. And you learn, you find out that, you know, swamp thing isn't the first. Yeah. He's just one in a long line of swamp things and all this kind of fun stuff. And so they're like, okay, quick, you gotta leave before my brother finds me. And then she goes out and you find out that her penalty, what you have to pay to get that information is you wake up and you forget. So she won't be able to wake up and tell. And he's, she's even told like by the secret dude, like you got to tell him, he's, this is going to help him prep for what's coming. This is a really, really huge, important thing. And you find out that they're Cain and Abel and start murdering each other and all this kind of fun mm-hmm. stuff. But I love the fact that she wakes up and she's like, I have something so important to say. And she's like, it, and there's a house and what the fuck was it? And it was just, it was interesting because it was almost like, is that what happens to us when we dream? Cause you wake up and you like, Oh, this was cool and important. And there was a frog that was a squirrel and what <laughs> the fuck? And you, you've lost it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so right. I, I, I loved how they did that because that's something that every single person in the whole entire world can go through. No matter what nationality, wherever you are, you wake up, you had a crazy dream and you can't remember it, but you remember that it was important. And then eventually like, you know, and I'm, I'm assuming what's going to happen here is down the road, it's going to come to light and she's going to be like, Oh shit, this is what I knew. And then mm-hmm. you know, it's too late at that point. But I thought they handled it really, really well as far as making it fantastical and interesting, but at the same time, very relatable to what, you know, we're reading this book about this plant monster and going to hell and all this fun stuff. But like, here's something that's very, very important that's going to tie in later to the plot. And you will get this because you've been there. Right. And House of Mystery was also a Vertigo series that ran for a long time. Yeah. Okay. So, right. So you're looking at it. So we had a bunch of crossovers here. Dead Man was a crossover with the main DC universe. You have House of Mystery and whatnot. And there's even the Justice League again going, oh, look, this popped up as they're in their, you know, their base circling the earth. And they're like, another thing we can do absolutely fuck all about. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Right. So the impotent Justice League. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like they are. 
or something. Right. But I found but, that interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, I like this book. Um, I think it's interesting. It's just this one doesn't feel like it's as deep or profound as the last book. Um, it feels like its power sure. is in where it's playing with the ideas of storytelling in general. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems to be where this this book gets interesting. Um, so like, I'm still excited and interested to see where it goes from here. Um, I understand why when I was reading these before, this is about where I took a break because um, it's sort of like the first one's really going on some really interesting shit. And this one starts to get a little experimental, but it's sort of like, it's sort of hard to see where it's going to go, I think. It's moving the chess pieces right now. Yeah. Yeah, sure. But, All right. So, cool. Anybody else have anything else you want to add? The art's still crazy. Swamp Thing looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, not in this series, but later on when there's the, um, in New 52, they do Swamp Thing. He's part of Justice League Dark. Um, Swamp Thing is drawn to look like Alan Moore. Oh, that's funny. I do yeah. enjoy the fact that when we look at the picture of Alan Moore and he has his beard going in three different directions, that you can uh-huh. obviously you obviously know that he didn't try to do that. It just does that by itself. That's right. Yeah, right. So. But yeah, if you take a look up Justice League Dark and look up Swamp Thing from Justice League Dark, it's like, oh, that's Alan Moore. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> uh, uh, by the way, I looked up those Pog things. Yeah. Um, and the red one, for whatever reason, reminds me of Marvin the Martian. I don't know why. I could see that. He does a bit. Yeah. Yes. But it, it totally, it's so weird and out of place. Yeah. It is yeah. so weird and out of place totally. So Yeah, yeah it I is a little like non sequitur. Yeah. I, uh-huh. it, it is a little wacky. Right. All right. Well, then let's jump into some grades. Mr. Sure. Adam, what is your grade? So I was going to go with an A minus, but because of the pogs, I'm going to bump it down to a B plus. Uh, it's still really enjoyable. I'm still happy with it. it. Again, this is the one that drew me in more because, hey, now I know what they're doing. I know where they're going with this kind of like. But as you said, Brian, it's it's not as strong as the first run, as uh-huh. the first trade, but it's still really, really good and enjoyable. It's just, it's it's different. Yeah, it so is. It's not, it's not quite as introspective and um, I guess in the word deep as the first one was. And th- they don't have to be that way. But that's just you kind of get this expectation of what it's going to be. Uh, and then sure. when you don't get that, you're kind of like, okay, this is so good, but it's not what I was thinking it would be. So. Yeah. Uh, cool. Mr. Todd. I'll also give it a B plus. It is a step down from what it was. It was a bit jarring. That pog episode was jarring. I would rather liked that burying Alec issue yeah. as a one-off. And I'm like, that's an interesting thing of, and it's also saying goodbye to his own humanity by letting the bones of Alec and his spirit mm-hmm. rest, which comes back to play before him later on. Mm-hmm. So what I am, but yeah, I do that for this one. I am curious. Adam is, um, so they did the ship of Theseus and the first book, and then we've got Orpheus in this book. What's the next great Greek myth he's going to pull from me? Yeah, that's true. Cause <laughs> so, you got, you, you still have, um, there's a lot to choose from. Yeah, there is. There's though, a lot maybe, to choose from. Maybe that's what his driving goal was, was to include Greek mythology throughout. Maybe, maybe it's right. out more. Maybe. So he very well could have. Mm-hmm. Sure. So. But yeah, Brian. Cool. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, I'll go with the B plus as well. I like, it's still interesting. I'm still interested mm-hmm. in seeing where this goes. Luckily, because we're doing four more books of it. Um, Woo! but, so uh, yeah, but like, it's, uh, I don't, yeah, I know. It's just, this one is for, is more like I can, t- it's, it feels like it's one of those books that's more iconic because of what it did for the craft of writing rather than what the content actually is. Whereas I feel like the first one did more interesting things of taking a horror comic and pushing it into different spaces. This one feels like it's a little more stuck in the horror realm, um, mm-hmm. but just does interesting storytelling ideas. So I'm kind of curious to see where going on, you know, how that those two things sort of play off of each other. Um, cool. Well, that being said, so next week we are going to be continuing on with book three of this. I don't have the issue numbers in front of me. I'm guessing it's going to be about the next seven issues or so. 
Uh, but uh, yeah, we will be reading that. Anybody else have anything they want to add? Uh, no, nope. actually, I, this is kind of going back to the last episode. Yeah. What I was thinking about when you mentioned the issues was, Lena, you had said you felt like you jumped in and were missing something. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because with all the books we've done pretty much up to this point, it's always been the beginning of a run or the beginning of a story. And this is the first one where really you did jump in mid-story because mm-hmm. they handed the, the reins over to a new writer who yeah. now is doing his or, or her event sometimes own thing. But yeah, the first 20 issues, like you didn't know what they were because it's like when we did Boba Bo, which we jumped in like what issue 50 or whatever. Oh, it's like it was 60 the first something. One for, yeah. Yeah. So that actually makes a lot of sense why you would have felt that way because that that is literally what you did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, good to know because I was like, I <laughs> it's not you. Like I yeah. It's not you. It's me. Or it's not you. It's, it's Alan Moore. Yes. I will say this though. This is making me want to watch the show. I know that there's only one season because it was like extremely expensive. Oh, I heard it was really good yeah. too. Yeah. To yeah, make James it. Um, the yeah. The and the guy that plays the actor that plays Swamp Thing. Derek Mears. Mm -hmm. Um, He was at Terrificon in 2019 and Mm -hmm. um, he was like one of the nicest men I think I've ever met in my life. He was (laughs) extremely sweet and extremely tall. Um, And and like everything, every character he plays is always some like weird creature, uh-huh. bad guy, villain, you know, he's kind of creepy and everything. And I'm like, you're very sweet. Yeah. So, that's, good. that's interesting. It's um, a gentle giant kind of thing. Yeah. He, yeah. But I just, I, but I heard, I've only heard really good things about the show and yeah. that people were upset that they weren't going to get a second season because it was just extremely Ooh expensive mm-hmm. for them to produce and well, yeah um, my understanding too was part of it is they started out filming it in north carolina based on like a, a film film deal that north carolina had and then north carolina changed their their tax incentives the yeah, yeah yeah for films and so they basically all they didn't even finish off the original series like the last two episodes of the original run got cut because they didn't have three enough, they went three. from 13 episodes to 10 yeah i'm looking at it right now so mm-hmm. it was cut short due to creative differences with Warner <laughs> Media. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I thought a lot of it, yeah, it was uh, budget shortfalls, uh, expected level of tax rebates from North mm-hmm. Carolina. Uh, so it was just, it sounds like there was all kinds of... Um, communication breakdowns yeah there was just it was like the perfect storm of budget and location and creative differences and everything and um it's it sucks because i feel like now that dc's wrapped into hbo you would i wonder if it if they had done this after no. that, if they would have run into the same issues, um, yeah, because HBO tends to be like, if it's good and people and people, like I said, everything I've read, everything, every time people talk about it, it's, it was fabulous. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. It's everything. It sounds like something that probably would have done really well on HBO it or Apple well on DC universe well, yeah. did well or on Apple DC TV universe, really. plus. Or anything. And so I think I, you know, I think it was just kind of perfect storm. So, uh, yeah, too, it's too bad. Apparently the CW acquired the broadcasting rights. Mm-hmm. So it actually it aired they, for just they, a little bit. Yeah, they aired they aired the ten episodes um, on on the CW. Same thing so happened with like Star Girl, 
was originally supposed to be a DC Universe show, and then it just moved to CW in its entirety. So interesting. And Titans moved over to HBO, and even the Harley Quinn cartoon is now moved an HBO. Over to Max HBO thing. Yeah. Well, and, and and Doom uh, Patrol, which thir- season three right. came out too. Dude, that well, and that's the whole thing is awesome. it's I, Tori got rid of her DC. Um, mm-hmm whatever the hell it was called. Right. Uh, you know, membership because everything moved over to HBO yeah. and she was like, we already pay for HBO, so HBO max. So I'm not going to worry about right. it. Yeah. And all the stuff that she loved from DC unlimited. I think that's what it was called. Yeah. She, yeah. um, she was like, it, other than the comics, yeah. she was like, and I'm not really reading as much as, you know, as I, I was before. She's mm-hmm. like, so, I'm good. But Titans and Doom Patrol were the big ones that she watched, and then Harley Quinn is what we watched to get together. So Lady Gaga. I do wonder had they had they made the move to HBO and then done the Swamp Thing uh, show, if it would have if they would have had the same issues because I feel like HBO tends to be like run with it, let's figure it out, and mm-hmm. yeah. their shows have budget. They spend a lot of money, but they tend to also get nominated for everything and do yeah. all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. And I think sure. this show probably would have been on that list, um, but not on DC Unlimited, which is unfortunate. Uh, yeah. So. I mean, it's got that old uh, 90210 guy from Sharknado is in it. Oh, there you go. Oh, Ian Ziering. Yes. <laughs> I know. I watched that at two and when I was younger. I loved Ian Zing. He played Steve. <laughs> I loved him uh, in the movie Domino. He has a little cameo in Domino. Was I, oh yeah, Ian Zing was. He plays the Blue Devil. Okay, I'm sorry. I was because I'm looking at everything that's on here. Well, not only that, but Jennifer Beals is in it uh-huh. from uh, Flash yeah, Dance. Really so when you said Steve reminded me we had a position open at work that we had to interview for a couple weeks ago, and the first guy. Interview was named Alan, and the second guy was named Steve. <laughs> Alan, Alan. And when I heard Alan. about that, I when I saw like the names pop up, and I started busting my ass off laughing. And my boss is like, "What?" I'm like, "Alan, Alan, 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 Steve, Steve." He's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" So I showed him. He's like, "Oh my god." <laughs> yeah, that's not Alan. That's Steve. Steve, Do you not Steve, internet. Steve, Steve. He just never heard of it yeah. before. I don't know. So, I say, how did you miss? How could you miss that? It's been. It's still one of my favorite. Yeah, I was just. I thought it was just wonderful. Ever. That and the screaming marmot. Those are my favorite two things in the world. No, no, I I forget. I think it's the cranes where it's like nighttime, daytime, nighttime, I still have the screaming marmot because I come home from work and that's just me. I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and then just go back to normal. It's done now. So. Oh my god yeah so i just I, that but every time i meet anybody whose name is alan or steve i constantly like alan alan steve 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 <laughs> so yes but i just thought that was interesting um and i will probably end up watching the 10 episodes of swamp thing uh, it's worth it yeah i've been meaning to watch them trust me it's just it's one of those things where it's like when do i have time to do that kind of shit so what yeah. you think you're busy or something we actually do stuff <laughs> Oh I mean, I live for this podcast, so I, I just I spend all my time, yeah, procrastinating reading comics. So I have to read two two hundred page books back to back, so. <laughs> and then forget which ones way to make the drink names from. <laughs> it's all good, man. But you showed up and you're here. And yeah. generally speaking, Arcane was in the first one. He was the fly. Yeah, so. yeah. 
That's right. And he was in the previous series prior to Alan. Yes. I just remember him turning into that weird wolf thing in Swamp Thing, the movie. And like it freaked me out because he gets covered with like a, like he starts turning into like a cocoon thing and like his face mm-hmm. gets all covered by like a scab looking thing. It scared the fuck out of me as a kid. <laughs> so, all right. I know the line I always remember was he gets like his arm cut off and she says something to him. He has laughing. She's like, what? She's like, it hurts when I laugh. It was a bad movie, kids. So, yeah. Go watch it watch if you want to see how bad it was. But there was two of them. Now, if you want to see a bad movie that's worth watching just to laugh at, The Worst Witch, the original one, not the Netflix remake. TV show. The uh, oh god, I haven't seen that movie in forever, dude. The arrival of uh, Tim Curry as like the 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 lead warlock or whatever is brilliant. Like awesome. it's it's brilliantly cheesy. That is easy to pretty. It's pretty easy to find on uh, YouTube, but it's it's beautifully awful. So that was uh that was there's so that goes back to two memes. One of the ones that I love is like you see Tim Curry from like uh Home Alone 2, and it's like September 30th, and it's like October 1st, you see him in Burger. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other one that came into that was because Daniel Radcliffe recently did uh I think he did Sweet Transvestite, where he was all dressed up like crazy, like all oh, really? you know, like all like skimply clad with like fishnets mm-hmm. and everything. And it's the two scenes of him doing that, and the one below it's Hagrid. Like, oh, he's yeah. like He's commenting on RuPaul's Drag Race. He's like, so there I was watching Harry Potter pussy popping for his life. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible. Like he does. Okay, cool. Well, we'll leave with Harry Potter pussy popping for his life. Um, (laughs) What a way to end. There's no other way. There is no other way. We're done. That is that is the choice. I like how much Harry Potter is like permeated these episodes. Like it's been like all kinds of Harry Potter stuff. Yeah, we didn't plan. Yeah. Well, that that'll be our homework for next week. Figure out why Harry Potter and Swamp Thing are so tied in our minds. We'll figure Harry Potter, Swamp Thing, and Greek mythology. There we go. I can tell you exactly why because. Uh, Alan Moore looks like a Death Eater. That's what yeah. it's there you go. Yes, yes. So, so anyway, like an evil Hagrid. A little no. I think he's a Death Eater. All right. uh, yeah, he's a Death Eater for sure. Cool. Uh, well, so thanks everybody for joining us, and uh, we will see you next week with more Swamp Thing. See you all later. Bye. Bye. You were concentrating so hard, Lena. Like you were like there with your <laughs> eyes closed, trying to hear where the spot was. That's because she was pussy popping for her life. Yeah, and you know what? Adam and I got it. <laughs> Thanks, for the Thanks for the shade. <laughs>